It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This program is designed to provide general information with regards to the subject matters covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, sponsors, or station are engaged in rendering any specific and personal, medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. You should seek the services of competent professionals before applying or trying any suggested ideas. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, for your half-assed entertainment news with no bullshit, with our hosts, Summer Helene and Bear Fiorda, only on Talk 4 Media. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I need a nap. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear. I'm really tired. You sounded like a news anchor. Like when they first come on, they have a little quip right there. But you said, it in, that, you said it in that tone, and I need like, is it? <laughs> and I need a nap. And I need a nap. Yeah, it's, and I need a nap. Are you were saying you were introducing me? Oh, no, you don't matter. <laughs> and my co-host, I'd call you baddest bear in the cage, but our host, Mr. Ewok, is a much better fighter. I'm sorry, our host? Uh, our, our guest. Our guest. Our guest. I'm yeah. giving you a hard time. He can it's be okay. the host. It's our tired. It's he a, can kick your ass. He can have whatever tired. he wants. Now I'm sleepy too. It's our tired. <laughs> we've been, so we've been in Temecula all week working on a new reality show. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it. It's called Queen of Temecula. That's the working title. It's not actually what it's called. I think it's oh, called Unbridled. People are going to steal that and just charge you for it now. <laughs> Um, it's fantastic. I've been having mm -hmm. a really, really good time. It follows uh, Brandy Newman, her husband Ken, over at the Stampede. Yeah, everyone working there. Playboy model, business owner. God, she's done it all at this point. She's amazing. She's yeah. really amazing. Who is her helicopter pilot again? Oh, Lorenzo That's Lamas is her helicopter she's been pilot. <laughs> driven around by Lorenzo Lamas by a helicopter. So she's done it all. That, that is not she's an very, exaggeration. She's a very, very cool chick. And so we're doing this reality show about her. Mm -hmm. And we were staying at her property, following her around, kind of, you know, poking into her life. And she has covered wagons on her property. Yeah. It's that's, really that's cool. The... She rents them as like an Airbnb. Exactly. And it's these covered wagons with like a bathroom and a massive bed. Bear loved the bed. Yeah. Anytime we get a king bed, I'm so happy. Because our bed, the <sighs> only reason we don't have a king bed is because there's this beautiful frame that a twin bed sits on. <laughs> 
I have an antique bed. Sorry. And it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I, I understand completely. But I've got, ex excuse me, our sound engineers asking us questions. Oh, I know. We got to respect that. I respect that. You know, you talking about making fun of my bed. Talking about things that people do on beds that are really disgusting because I didn't have a different way to segue that. What are we talking about just before we get to our special oh guest? Oh my God. I was, I'm like, okay. Bear is the goat. I like that. Thank you. Um, Stone like ish. <laughs> um, he's not really. You should see who we've got on the show today. No, I guess he's kind of cool. He's cute. I like him. He'll do for now. Are you trying to avoid uh, talking about this story? No. Oh my God. I'm so grossed out by this story. So I originally heard it. Um, on a show called Help, I Sexted My Boss. That's a show? That's an actual YouTube show. I fucking love it. I, I love I'd like that. to remind That's everyone, every time we title. use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear, because we can. And free MMA is my nonprofit, so fuck yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. That give you the ick? Anyway. No, this this, this, this story, story gives, gives you the, the ick. ick. So this chick's house-sitting for her parents, right? right. And so she goes, she's house-sitting for her parents, and she's quite content hanging out. Well, her yeah. mom um, has a shoebox under the bed. Now, yeah. I know everyone out there is going, don't go in the shoebox. No good can come of going in that shoebox. It's a special shoebox. Well, she went in the shoebox, and she found what you think she'd find. <laughs> then she used it. Yeah, she first used off, her mother's, mother's battery-operated boyfriend. Why? Like, what runs through your head and think, yeah, that is exactly what I want to do with my time here today. I'm supposed to be house-sitting. Now you supposed to be going through their stuff. I found a sex toy that belongs to my mother. I would like and to I'm going to use into it. my vagina I would have been in my mother's vagina. Well, apparently it was the most Health-wise, that's not a good idea. Like, just <laughs> Apparently it was the most amazing orgasm she'd ever had. It was the best sex of her life with this battery-operated boyfriend. She is like Our cats on the sink. Uh, uh, I need one of my assistants. We have a cat on the sink. He's in the sink. Anyways. Anyway. Anyways, she so, put her mother's dildo in her vagina. That wasn't how I was going to say that, but yes. And it was the best orgasm she'd ever had. Yes. Like it was the best sex of her life was her orgasm with this battery operated boyfriend of her mother's. Yes. She used it for three days. That's, and then she found in three embossed, days. That's four embossed, days more than you should have. Mm -hmm, embossed down the bottom. It's called clone a willy. And she found out she was using a copy of her father's penis. The best orgasm she'd ever had in her life were brought to her by her father's penis. If that in an Oedipus complex, I don't know what oh, is. No, Oedipus is wanting to sleep with your mother. Can it be both? No, I, I think that's a different word. All right, but whatever. I, all it is. I got Jesus from Freud Christ. is that he wants to sleep with his mother. I, yeah. I liked Jung, but and she's Freud. not helping disprove that. No. Well, so long story short, she kept using it. After knowing? After knowing. I thought that story this ended her right there. Penis, and she kept using it until her parents got back. And she hasn't found anything that worked as well. I don't like where this and is And so she wrote in to help. What do I do? I, I can't find anything that works as well. You know, this gives the daddy kink a whole new meaning to it. Are you kidding me? This is disgusting. Comment in the either the comments on YouTube or on Twitter and tell us what you think. And would you use your mother's sex toy knowing that it was formed after your father's penis? <laughs> Leave a like. <laughs> We have our oh, special man. guest. Yes, we do. Would you like to? Kate Schweider. Yes, uh, we have. It's Ewok, I think. No, it's not. 
Jesus Christ. It, that it, couldn't it be is, further. It, you don't even like Star Wars. Why does that come to your head? I don't know. It was EW and it was on your stuff and you've written it and your handwriting is sloppy. I think it's Mr. Ewok. It is not. But how will we welcome our guest on? He can tell you his name himself. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you today? I'm great. One, thank you for having me. And it's Andre Ewell. And I'm going to tell you from listening to this whole penis uh, <laughs> thing and the cat jumping on the sink, right? The cat got just as interested as I got interested out of this story. It made me want to go ahead and grab a water for that one. I said, oh, I just, I'm just i missing popcorn right now. But how are you guys doing? We are doing – we were doing better before we found out somebody was using a copy of their father's penis. That sort of ruined the morning. Yeah, I could see. Yeah. In our relationships. <laughs> it ruined so ru- your relationship with your boyfriend if she had one. He can never compare. Well, no, you never tell. Like, I, there are things we've all done things in our life where we're like, nobody gets to know. No one. Ever. I, I, yeah. I think everybody has those moments. So I sit there and say, yeah, I agree to this right now. That has got to be the top. I am never going to tell anyone where I stuck my mother's. <laughs> I want to. I hope she watched. We should it. bring that person on as a guest. Oh, I, well, I, I've been trying to get the guy. So we, I, we, we can't track her down. Yeah, she was anonymous on Reddit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh-huh. There's no way she was going to turn around and be like, "Um, yeah, <laughs> my name's Jill. <laughs> I live, I live down the street. Like, hi. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jill's down the street. Um, now for you. I, I'm so. How do you segue from that? Oh, how about this? Why are you Th- telling? There's no to- segue from I use <laughs> penis modeled after my father to let's talk yeah. about the fighting career. Let's like, talk about but, see bare knuckle box. Like, how do you segue that? <laughs> that that's actually kind of hard. It's kind of like a comedian that comes like right after someone that basically kills the show or kills the night, and yeah. it's like how do you follow <laughs> up? Like right now. We've got penises, and then it's like, wow. hey, Andre Yule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> well, no. I'm already getting hate for the Ewok thing. Oh, I'm really sorry. It's It was EW, and his handwriting sucks. I thought it was Ewok. Oh. Stop sending Ewok pictures. <laughs> follow him online. It's just, just If you want to make it better, follow him online. Where can everyone find you? You can definitely find me on uh, Instagram, Day 42, and people that constantly keep saying die, it's day, but spelled D A I I 42. Boom. And then, you know, and I have a, like a Twitter, and I'll be forgetting my Twitter. I ain't gonna lie, it's like extra stuff on it. But Twitter too, or even TikTok, Andre Ewell. Boom. Perfect. Now we are at, okay, let's go. That, that's great. I, I One more Ewok, guys. Stop sending me Ewoks. Well, how about this? <laughs> Sir, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Well, um, about myself, I am a fun father that ends up enjoying violence that turned it into art, I guess you can say. I am a UFC vet. Um, most people that do know me or know much about me, it's that I am one of those prime example of a person that really loves what he does. Like, you know, you put me in a cage, I'll turn it into a show and I'll try to steal the show. Uh, granted, I end up coming short on some of those, like, um, UFC fights, but these are those moments where you got to end up basically like the high risk, high reward type of ordeal. And I was fighting a lot of people that no one wanted to end up fighting. So, and a lot of people didn't want to fight me because just the fact is in who I am and how I kind of move about things. Had like the old mindset of things, if you kind of like think about it. But 
Um, right now, I'm over here at Icon MMA, which is in Reno Valley, training with uh, Sam Mason and Bobby Green and my boy Tony and, you know, Eli. So we're all here as a family doing what we do best and putting everything in the art. Yeah. And shout out to Jasmine. Just so, you know, people end up understanding. That's beautiful. What I'm man. hearing from this is you enjoy getting in a cage with another man and fighting for your life. I think there is a classification of mental illness for that. You're mad. So what I'm getting from this is you're mad. Well, uh, <laughs> so what made you want to legally commit violence? How did this all kick off? Well, you know, they always end up telling you um as you're growing up, uh Besides, hey, you want to be a you know a doctor and whatnot, but everything of me growing up was always me fighting. And when I say fighting, fighting for something, fighting for lunch, fighting for dinner, whatever the case is, like basically putting the hands on to get what we need, you know. And that was the lifestyle that I was raised in. You know, if you want something, you got to work for it. You know, if you want to be somebody, you got to work for it. And that's the and basically where we are from or where I'm from and everything and the raising, the statistic was I was supposed to land in jail. That was one of those high type of ordeal for us. Okay. And and when you get that, that's the mindset. So you're trying to be different, but at the same time, what's calling you, it's this. And you know, but somehow I was able to get out of it and what ended up landing was me turning into something that I know that I was good at. Plus, I didn't really want to place it where I'm like, hey, I, I just want to fight. I like fighting type of deal. It was just something that was embedded in my, like, you know, my blood type of deal. But I kind of tried to move away from it. I was really good at sports, football, basketball, you know. Heck, I just found out that I'm like um, okay at Frisbee golf. And then if they would have had it back then, I probably would have took that up, you know. But and then – Another hobby that I'm really good and great with is snowboarding. I'm a snowboarder, you know. But you're these are things. Athlete. So, so, yeah, I am. Yeah, you're, am. you're an all-around athlete. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and I just wish that talent can like go into like instruments because I'm like trying to learn how to play a guitar right now. And I promise you, like Trojans in my head by Atlas, um, the Atlas um, team. You know, that is what I'm trying to learn as we speak, and I'm trash, but. I'm working on it. So it's like stuff like that. Like I end up finding like interest in things and then I try to like push forward. So me fighting was one of those forced type of thing. Like, hey, you better do something, you know, that you're good at. And if not, people are always going to look at you with no value. And it took a judge to look at me with no value. And I didn't like the look. And that look ended up breaking me and it turned something that basically gave me hunger. And my hunger was I'm great at fighting. Let me go ahead and take this up. And I sat there and told my coaches, uh, I in two years, I'm going to be in the UFC. You know, when most people give you like the laugh and giggles, they, they uh, yeah, yeah, everybody says that. And funny moment, two years later, I was in the UFC. Boom. So it just shows you when you put your, yeah, you put, I put in the work and put you where your mind's at and, and you go all in. That's what ends up happening. You envisioned it and turned it into reality. It's something a lot of people don't get is you have to see yourself actually completing the goals to really get there. You there saw yourself joining a career where you wore little tiny booty shorts and wrestled around greased up with another man. That is what you saw. They don't have to be short shorts. I'm just saying. But you picked hey. short shorts. 
Battle Toodles. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate them. Listen, what's to grab onto the better, in my opinion? I'm happy with hey. it. There so what was your favorite shorts? This is an ongoing debate on the show. He likes the little booty shorts. Uh, and when I tell people what he does for a living, they think he's a stripper. Hey, what? I used to be a stripper, so it's okay. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I like you know, that. I got to tell you right now, that is not in your Wikipedia, sir. So that is <laughs> yeah. that's right Look, like I've been trying to tell them um, that, you know, it should have been, but they constantly keep taking it out. They say it doesn't fit. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. That you is know. fantastic. Like, no, 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 no. That gets you set up with the next Magic mic. That and you see, man, I'm trying to tell you. I'm like, man, I should have been on the first Magic mic. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. the first movie. I should have been there. I told them, like, I, you know, I, I sent in my video. They said, hey, uh, we're gonna go with, uh, you know, uh, chain them. And I said, all right, it's cool. It's cool. You know, but when it follows up, just make sure. But no, so I'm like more with the, uh, the mid uh, Muay Thai type shorts where it's like, you know, you know, because I'm a, I'm a fan of my legs. I like I think I have good legs. I got tattoos to show them off. So I want to show them off, so especially when I'm kicking somebody and granted, I'm more with the hands, but I got cool tattoos. So I kind of want them to see it and see pictures of me kicking somebody in the head with those shorts on. So, yeah. I like that. When you first started out fighting, I read that you actually didn't have any amateur fights. You went straight into pro fighting. So what was that like for you? Uh, truth be told, it's kind of, it's wild because like I, that could have been like my whole experience. So basically I was like learning on the job in, mm -hmm. in a way. But don't get me wrong, like I had the experience, like I said, if I, you know. And it's not in the cage. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was just like that. It wasn't in the cage. Just you know, without the <laughs> you know, and then they always end up saying like, "Oh, he's a sandbagger. He's a sandbagger." Because like, I could do things that I shouldn't be able to do. Like, you know, like I'd end up doing this submission. Like, I could just look at it and be like, oh, "Okay, I can do this." Boom. You know, like I was a genius when it came to certain things. All I got to do is see it one time, and then once I end up seeing it, I can, you know, do rip, it. and then boom, I'm not able to knock it out. Like with, like I had boxing, but my first experience of anything was wrestling and then wrestling went into taekwondo and then taekwondo went to boxing and i just really love boxing so my career kind of like and so everything kind of ended up fitting so when they told me i couldn't do the amateur i was actually okay with it because at that time my whole goal was get to my first son's life so hey if i put this out here no one can tell me no. And that was the mindset because I was going through like a whole court system. And like I said, that one judge that looked at me with no value, that's what took me overboard. And I'm like, okay, I got to end up doing this, this, and that. And then if I become famous and big, you guys are not going to say no to me. Like imagine if I was Dwayne Johnson at the courtroom trying to be in his son's life. They're not going to deny me. Like, you know, that was the mindset, you know. But now, it granted kinda, that. It kind of catches you like, I don't know if the judge did you a favor by treating you like shit because it put you on the right path, but I kind of am still having a, he sounds like a douche moment. Like how dare you treat someone like they don't have value. I'm glad you proved him wrong, but I'm really kind of stuck there. Like, uh, yes, I'm stuck there too. <laughs> no, no, like way in the place of it. Cause I, I get into telling the story a million times. Right. And anybody that comes, they'll just, I don't get what you're saying, but then I give you guys all the, basically all the paperwork and be like, here, you read through it, you'll be like, damn, they really like fucked you over. Like, you know, like, hey, it's a douche. They don't like you. Whatever the case is, it's, it ends up 
bowling. I can say it is just, oh, you're just talking. Yeah, I get it. But I give you the paperwork, you look at it, boom, different. It tells a complete different story. Judge didn't like it. It's just one of those things. I don't know. It could have been I ended up dating his daughter in, in the past or in the future that he ended up seeing regards to the situation. He don't like me. That's what ended up happening. So I'm like, okay. Um, so it put my mind frame into that. And like how you said, I placed it in God's hands. And at the end of the day, you know, a lot, it's just going to say, it went in a dark situation. Like, and I'm saying dark, it was really dark to the moment I tried to, you know, like in my life type of deal. Wow. And, and this is one of those like feedbacks that I ended up speaking on in the past. And now like, Anybody that ever or went through it or have went through it, it was one of those moments. My life was my first son. That was my life. Like, you know, he was my lifeline for a deal now. And it easily got taken away. And I worked so hard to be in his life, worked so hard to be there. You know, I was there. I was actually the father that was, like, trying to be there. And everything gets twisted around off of one person wanting power or one person that wanted to prove a point. And it's the daughter's father wanted to prove a point. And then you get these extra lies and then you know that they're lies, but you know, it's kind of like you sit there and it's like my whole life got destroyed in my, you know, in one session into the next court session and then the next and then the next. And then I don't know. And it's one of those moments. Like I try not to be one of those like violent type persons and I'm not that type of person. You know, it's like I only end up fighting when I have to. I only end up um, doing things when I have to. Like, I don't know if you, like, hell, you can end up looking at it on the style of the fights that I end up doing. I'm more of a counterer. Like, if you end up looking at it, you don't really see me going first. I'm countering, countering type of deal. And then when it's time, okay, push me to the corner. I've got to go. Like, you know, the way that I am, if he's out in my, my fight style, it's just that's how it is, you know. But then you get to. Oh, we had maybe uh looks like we have some kind of brief connection issue. So we're having yeah, we're having a connection issue. Um okay. oh. did we get him back? Well, in the in we the we, we it, it, I keep calling okay, I stopped that, I changed it, and then I would try to call him Wally. Why? I don't know. Andre Yule. I, I don't understand. I, I don't know. I I it's it's E W it it's the name tree. E W E L L. Yes. But it, it's it, what's an English name. You think I wouldn't fuck it up? Well, to be fair, you're a drunk English person. I am That's... not drunk. I'm totally drunk. Okay. Yes. All right, my bad, y'all. Can you hear oh, me? It's okay. fine. Welcome back. It's fine. You 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 stopped him picking on me about alcoholism, so it was perfect timing. Alcohol. Look, I'm <laughs> actually surprised I haven't ended up dropping into alcohol. Like, <laughs> it changed my life. <laughs> but yeah, so I ended up having in like I was in my dark moments, some dark times, but. Everything ended up happening. I ended up getting into a dark moment, but I'm working my way back out, out of everything. And right now, it's all about catching up, all about fixing things and getting back onto the biggest, big, biggest platform possible. Fair enough. I think that's one of those. One, it's funny. The way I was looking at it was like maybe this judge did you a favor, but I don't think so. I think he went after you and you took the a, a bright stance in a hard situation. And I think a lot of people don't have that ability. How do you take such a horrific situation where what you care about is on the line and when everything goes to shit, go, okay, I'm going to take a positive step rather than, you know, doing what I do and go, well, crack a bottle of wine. See, and that's why I ended up wishing in. But in that moment, it was just like I stated, as you stated, it's that 
bigger piece. And that bigger piece was my, my boy Eli at the time. So that was me kind of moving around. Because, look, I already made it. Like I stated, when I said I made the attempt, I literally made the attempt. If the gun didn't jam, yeah. I'm not here. Like, you know, that's the difference of here not being here. So that's the universe looking out. Like that is that is God looking out. That is no that you're supposed to be here. If that gun's jamming, you need that's to be. Awesome. Yeah, and then so that's that was the bigger picture. And I'm like looking at things like that. And like after that, I start reevaluating things. And like I said, it's like, hey, they gave me um basically lemons. What was I gonna do with it? Made lemonade. All right, now this is what we we're able to do. Two years down the line thinking I was able to fit, sit there and fix things. And granted that it moved into the direction where I was able to fix things, but they timed it and kind of got a, you know, another long story. But then you could tell that's what wavered my career because my heart wasn't really in into the fighting now. It was just kind of right. me going half-assed. Or I give you guys a great first round where, oh, this guy has a lot of potential. He can do anything. He can be the next X, Y, and Z, you know, the champ of all champs. And in the second round, I'm not even that person no more. It's kind of like my heart went out in the first round and I'm just carrying myself. And then that started to pick up and makes up its tone. It's more stress. And then, yeah, you guys, I can literally go into an awkward circle about this. But You just described like the fighting version of erectile dysfunction. Hear me out. When things aren't working and you start to stress about it, it makes it worse. I know I had this whole conversation with this dude on Reddit about that. But that is like the the, the fighting version never of that. i to compare it to ED in my life. <laughs> I'm just saying like that. that's like the fighting version of that. It's stressing you out that you're not putting in what you need or, or, or bringing what you need to the, to the cage, which stresses you out, which means you bring less of it. See, I, I have a point. I mean, I'm not just joking. Valid, valid. Now, what you said you got to the UFC for two years, what was it like to make it to that stage when you finally got the notice, the email, the call, whatever it was? Well, uh, one bright, beautiful news, but the first day that I did get the news, I promise you, my mind wasn't even on set on, like, hey, I got signed because it was so much awkward things were going on that day. It's like right now we're trying to get a house, right? Uh, it was one of those, like, hey, if I don't get this deal done, we're not, you know, we're going to be, like, homeless at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And and I promise you, it was me and my mom at the bank trying to get all this stuff settled. And I got a phone call saying, hey, uh, it's your chance, brother. Yeah, they want you to go to the UFC. You just, and then, you know, I'm like, I'm hearing it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'm not happy. I'm not, not smiling or anything. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Uh, they want you to fight this person in Brazil. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, what's wrong? I thought you were going to be excited. And I'm like, well, right now I'm probably going to get, if I don't get this deal done, I don't get a house, like, you know, and we're going to be like homeless. I'm not, mine is not even on, onto the fighting right now. And he was like, oh, and then he was like, oh, the ad is that, because at the time the manager that I did have separated with uh, the manager, my old manager, which is uh, Kodak, uh, or not Kodak, but he's a, Trailblazers um, manager, his name yeah. is Orin. All right, so we and him were, uh, me and uh, Kevin were with the same managing group, but the person that I was working with decided to separate. I didn't even meet the other person that was running things, so I don't know who that person is. I didn't even talk to him, not one phone call, nothing. So I was on the edge of wherever Matt goes, I'm going to go. So I went with Matt, and 
So the phone call went to Oren, and then, yeah, so it was like awkward. And I was like, well, I'm not going to end up signing unless it goes through Matt. And if it ain't going to go through Matt, I'm not in the UFC. And then I just hung up the phone, right? So I'm in the bank with my mom, and then I get a phone call with, from Matt saying, hey, I just got the email, da, 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 da. You know, so they ended up fixing everything. And then I was like, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm dealing with the bank stuff right now. And then, you know. Uh, but thank you. All right. Send the, um, the contract. I'll go ahead and sign it. So the way I'm talking to you right now is how I'm talking to my manager. So there's no excitement. There's no excitement right now. And then as soon as I got off the phone and I looked at my mom, I said, hey, she was like, you know, she was like, hey, what's up? Um, well, good news is I just got signed with the USC. She said, oh, right. She gives me this awkward. Congratulations. Of <laughs> like, oh, congrats. Right. And then, so and your mom was more excited than you were. Yeah, my mom was more excited than I was. And then so it didn't sit. So I'm not, it's like not sitting. And then like, all right, I go ahead and do the whole signing contract and everything. I send it in. And then I call my cousin and I'm like, yeah. So I just got signed. He was like, yeah, so we made it. And he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, right, good job. Yeah, no. he's more excited. And then he was like, oh, who they want you to fight? And I was like, some dude named uh, something Burrell or something like that. I, I don't want, at the time, I'm not watching UFC. So right. I don't know nothing. I don't know who Hidden Burrell was or anything. But I butchered the shit out of his name. So, like how you guys, you know, butchering my name. But I butchered uh, He <laughs> keeps kicking me under the table. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's, I, yeah, I thought it was Ewok. I need my glasses. Hey. So, yeah, you know, so I'm like over here, like I butchered his name. And they're like, dang, oh, yeah, he's a pound for pound super champ. He's the ex-champ, this, why, this and that. And I'm like. Yeah, uh -oh. so I'm supposed to go to Brazil to go fight him. So I'm gonna beat him up and then yeah, we in. And I hang up the phone. So I'm this is my tone the whole time. So no excitement. So I'm not jumping, I'm not doing like no no backflips or anything. My tone for the whole day was just like, Yeah, they want me to fight him. So I don't know who Hidden Brow was in my mind. It was just another mark. Now I'm about to end up breaking through and then, you know, proving my point. And then it's like so as soon as I got in, that was, you know, so as soon as I actually fought. And I did that there, you see my excitement. And my excitement was, hey, yeah, you know, ended up probably breaking my hand. And then people over there, don't tell me you broke your hand. I'm like, okay, I didn't break my hand. So, you, like, you hear my conversation like that. But that was my excitement after I got done fighting, you know. Well, given everything you were doing at the time and the nature of the situation, like, I can get that. That's very, that's very, uh, you can kind of, uh, what's that word where you, so I had a miscarriage um, the night before his fight. We spent the whole night. I was like six months pregnant. We spent the whole night in the uh, hospital. Mm -hmm. And the next day he got this shit kicked out of himself in the ring. I don't know why. Yeah, he didn't it was, call uh, so like, it was not a good day. Yeah. That was not, not good judgment, but like if you, with the, I, I thought you were dumb for taking the fight, but like if it was a UFC fight, I'd be like, I don't care what's going on in your life. No offense. You take the fight. And that's what you did. That's really good mm -hmm. judgment. I mean, yeah, emotionally, you're not going to be there. What you have going on absolutely trumps any excitement. You could have the amount of pressure that you're under, but yeah. you still like you still went in, you still took the fight, you still pushed yourself forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks volumes about your character because not a lot of people can do that. I don't mean any offense when I say that, babe, but like, look what happened there. <laughs> like, no, no, it it you, takes it you, takes a lot. You pushed and you won. That was that was a yeah. big thing. Yeah, so like it was definitely on that, and nothing but love you guys for that 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 uh, the story too. I just want to know that respect there. So, but how did you 
coming from where you were and all that went on, how did you get your head in the space to fight? Because even hearing that you were going there, like your head's not going to be there. You're worried about your family. Yeah. Your life. So that that was the, the part that was like literally caring because it was like, if you would have seen like all the stuff that was happening in Brazil, you actually end up making it where it's like, okay, so you're basically just fighting because you're mad, right? So, <laughs> so basically that whole time, like it, I'm on that mind frame. I'm in Brazil. I didn't get to enjoy Brazil. I didn't get to walk around Brazil until like the last day where I only had eight hours until I had to jump on a plane. Like, you, you, gotta know, look, you always got to look around Brazil. Those girls are very yeah, friendly. Yeah, I can't. Like, so I'm what? just saying, like, Brazil has the hottest chicks. That's your no, you're not lying. Because I got, like, low-key, I got low-key low the night before. It could have been a setup. I don't know. <laughs> but this woman was very bad. It was after I weighed in the night before, mm -hmm. and a woman was in the, uh, the lobby, and... Yeah, she was shooting her shot. Like, she was yeah. shooting her shot. Like, oh, just one night. Just come on. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I'm like, uh, me? I was like, no, actually, there's no maybe. Because I was actually, a uh, mindset was, uh, I had a girl at the time, which is yeah. my my second son's mom. So I was 100%. I was what? like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me, you know? I was like. Oh, it's it's a country of like Instagram baddies. There is not one unattractive chick. No, you're not lying. You're not lying. And then it's like, but I was like, I was giving myself points on this part because I was like, <laughs> if you only knew I was out here denying chicks, right? Just yeah. for you. Like <laughs> that was my that was my game when I got back. I was like, I was denying all these <laughs> women just for you, you know. But but it was like full on fact, but I didn't get to end up embracing it. So I kept on going. They kept sending me to the hospital. I kept on having to go back to the hospital. It was because I had this. Uh, so I had to do this, uh, the whole brain scan, the MRI scan, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I did one out here. It messed up. They messed up and they even wrote the notes of, uh, hey, we're going to have to redo it, whatever the case is, or not redo it. He's good, X, Y, and Z. So it was good, but it kind of like showed like some type of glare. They just yeah, ended yeah. up messing up, or either I moved or they messed up. It was something, whatever the case is. But I was good. They were like, hey, yeah, when you get out here, we're just going to have to do another scan and, you know, kind of call it a day, and then you can go ahead and fight. I'm like, all right, cool. I get out there. I don't, like, as soon as I get out there, we go straight to the hospital. I did the scan. And the scan comes back. I'm good. So that should have been the end of it. I even ran a few tests the following day. I'm good. Should have been the end of it. They sent me back. To do another scan. I'm like, all right. I said, I'm good. Okay. Then the following day, I had to go ahead and see this another doctor, a super, super specialist. So it went from a specialist to a super, super specialist to a, hey, even super master specialist of all specialists. And then a doctor that ends up overseeing the super specialist of masters of all specialists. So I sit what? there and seeing so many like specialists. Scans, they're trying to give you like a brain tumor at this point. Like how many scans can we give him in a short period of time? He's coming back clean, give him cancer. Like. You know? <laughs> It was back and forth, I promise you. So this is my Tuesday arrival, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning after the weigh-ins. So I was here four times. Like I was at the hospital four, you know, four four days straight. So I'm cut. So the time I get back, I'm cutting weight. I get I go to sleep, and then I gotta go up, get up, and just to do it again. And then boom. And then meanwhile, this whole time, Hinden Brown is eating. Like he ain't cutting weight. So, <laughs> yeah, so wait, no. Like, 
five pounds, something like that, over the yeah, actual. It was uh, five point eight pounds oh, over, and it was to the moment where. And then here's the best part. So he's in the elevator for one of these nights, right? It was like a Wednesday night. Uh, my brother and cousin see him. Um, uh, They're like, yeah. Um, we see him in and, and he's not even tired. Like, or no, he's pretending that he's like cutting weight. And it was like, bro, we know you're not cutting weight because we just saw you eating pancakes earlier that day, right? <laughs> so it was kind of like that. And then. But my mindset was I'm already irritated and pissed off because I've been at this hospital for four days. And then not only that, you're not even taking it serious. And at the end of the day, I get it. This is your job on the line. Mm-hmm. And like this, if I knock him out, he would have got cut. Boom. So it's those those six pounds or 5.8 pounds that actually saved him from getting knocked out. Yeah, And he knows sense. that. Yeah, it is made it made a big difference. But it was like that whole I'm trying to save my job. And it's like I get it, but at the same time, like this is what it makes the difference for me. Mm-hmm. It's also to you. Like that's not he's not taking that fight. Seriously, he's not putting in what he needs to be putting in for your fight. And it's that part. And then that kind of like took away the fifty thousand dollar bonus I could have got because you won't I, I had fight of the night. It was like one of those things, mm-hmm. like I stole the night. I beat the pound for pound um, champ, like literally the person that held the belt. And I went to his house and whooped his ass. Like, you know, like you got to end up picturing this. And they took away my 50K, but they gave me an extra 30 because, hey, it was after his purse. So I was cool with the extra 30, but it should have been 30 plus an extra 50. Like I should have walked away with a basically 100K that night. Like I should have walked away. That's what it should have happened. And if he would have made weight or came a little closer or two, if I would have just knocked him out, then they would have forced to give me fight of the night. But, like, I don't know who got fight of the night, but my fight was a lot better than theirs. It was one of those things. Yeah, it's crazy how much that weight actually makes a difference. I, you know, you could have, uh, I didn't notice a thing until recently, too. Uh, You could have asked them to, like, fine, but he can't come back, like, a certain weight over or something like that. You know, like, oh. so this is what they were trying to do. At first, they were trying to get me to cancel the fight, right? Oh, my God. Oh, hell no. No. And that's exactly what you're saying. I'm already mad because I had to do the four days, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he was eating and stuff like that. So as soon as they said, hey, he's 5.8 pounds over, I said, that's cool. So um, we're still fighting. And he was like, <laughs> so that's my mindset. That's me. Like, if you would have caught the background because they kept on going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, we want this um, – amount of money. We want 30%. I was like, I don't care. Whatever numbers y'all get, I was like, we're fighting. Like, you know, I was like, he can keep that um, that five pounds. I was like, I'm not, I was like, he, I, he can keep that six pounds. Like, whatever, whatever suits him. I was like, it is what it is. We're fighting. And, and then they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, there's no point of asking me if I'm sure. I'm 100% sure. I just gave you my answer. I want to fight him. We're going to fight. He already pissed me off. Y'all pissed me off. I'm already irritated. <laughs> like, we're going to fight. You know, I was like, we're going to fight. Yeah. And then, so it was kind of like one of those like super favors that I always like, you know, it's like one of those like cards that I have on, on the UFC. Like, Hey, remember I did this for you? Like, you know, and it's like one of those, when are you going to cash it in? And I'm probably going to cash it in a lot sooner rather than later. Like, Hey, I did you guys a favor to fight him. And like, I could have easily said no, but you guys are trying to save him, but I wanted to fight, you know? So let's go. Let's make it happen. Honestly, you wanted to fight. Just be like, I did this because, you know, company loyalty. And I know you guys in exchange will do this for me. Yeah. Facts. Right, you do right. not want to fight him. You did it simply to help the UFC. Yeah. 
You know, point period blank. Give me a job back. Give me my job back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's all it is. You did it for them, so they need to do you the, do you right. They like do. I'm just saying. Absolutely. So you've done bare knuckle boxing as well because you're that. insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was <laughs> that's all I got because you're mad. Um, like. How, why? Like, I, I'm trying to phrase this as like a professional journalism question, but why? Why would you do that? Like, it's well, one, I'm like really good with it. And two, it comes down to that moment, like violence. Like, granted, uh, I, didn't, I came up short in my last fight with um, my uh, my ex-opponent. Points to that man. The dude was, uh, he came, he was, he was heavy. The dude came down. We met at uh, 45. He's a normal 55 or a normal 35. We met at 45 for it. And this is those moments like I had to get him out early or, you know, weather the storm at the end. And I almost got him out, but he weathered it. So it kind of came into that moment. But it's one of those things like when it's like human nature for me. It's like one of those like, you know, how guys are with their football games or with their video games, just something that takes their mind off. And like, I been going through so much stuff. It's just not even funny. Like that story. And that's, that's only cracking the surface of everything, you know? And my mind's like all over the place and it's like, yeah. So that kind of placed me in like a great home. It kind of placed me with nice violence. And then on top of that, I had to bring back my killer instinct. Cause one thing I did have in the beginning of, um, you know, the UFC career or before I even got to UFC, I had a killer instinct. It was one of those, even if I became the one that didn't start it, I finished it. And that was something I always ended up having. But after that last court date that I ended up having after my in and brow fight, my career started to wave. And it was because my heart wasn't really in it. My heart was trying to be in it to get to my son. And then when they took that from me, that was my heart and never really set with me until the end of, you know, my uh, my last fight with, you know, in the UFC type of a deal. Makes you can end up seeing like, hey, I put everything in my first round and then where am I at in the second round? It's kind of like, all right, head's not all there type of a deal. It came into the, the coaching that I had. I had to end up switching it. It's just I switched it too late. It ended up coming down to that. The coaches that I did have, they weren't as a team to automatically put me as a whole. But where I'm at now, at Icon with Sam and my um, um, other just coach, Marcos, which is uh, ex-coach of uh, Aldo, um, jiu-jitsu coach. Yeah, so Marcos, he's a wizard and he's a genius to this game. Same as, you know, with uh, Sam and Marcos put together. My whole game is mad different and it developed in so many ways. So it's like, it's one of those moments I'm afraid or people are like kind of afraid as in when I get back in the cage, what I'm going to end up doing to, you know, these certain people because there's certain I things I was able to do or not do. I don't know who any yeah. of these people are. I, I mean, they're, 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 okay. they're really good. That's all you need to know. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, so just know like Marcos is like an ex. Yeah. Marcos is an ex uh, Bellator champ. Um, oh, dude, so, dude. Yeah, so straight from Brazil, man is a master at not getting taken down. Like, if you ever, like, watch majority of Aldo's, his, basically his takedown defense is probably one of the highest. And then the crazy part is that he's a black belt, right? But how many um, submissions do you ever see him actually go for? You got It's the mindset of that, right, where he could tap you out, but instead he'd rather go with these type of offensive maneuvers and stuff like that and that's the help of uh, marcos right there so 
I got that piece, and then I got like one of the best strikers that's like known to the game in karate style, and he's like ended up branching. Like my style sits with them, and it fits with them, and it's my style where I don't have to end up trying to fish out because like the old gym that I was at, I was either. I was boxing or I was Muay Thai or I was Jits or I was wrestling. It was never a great transition. And that was yeah. what's yeah. That makes sense. So I, I'm gonna ask this real fast. I'm you so can sorry. ask, but can I can I can I clarify real quick? Go ahead. Okay. So what I'm getting from this is you have new coaches and you're wrestling and punching very well. Facts. Very dangerous. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> I followed. I have to ask, like, I've competed in martial arts throughout my life, and the smallest gloves I ever had were the MMA gloves, the four ounces. And so I have to know what is it like to hit someone bare knuckle? Like, do you get worried about breaking bones? Have you broken bones? Is it softer than we expect it to be? Like, I got a lot of questions for you this. Punch plenty of people. Just you know, killing. <laughs> well, hands down, like on to answer it. Uh, I end up jumping into like every fight prepared to break my hand. If that makes sense. Okay. Because oh. like one, my hand, like I don't know if anybody you can end up seeing, but I ended up breaking. Yeah. Yeah. We snapping my like. Yeah, I ended up snapping this finger to the moment where I can't even ball it all the way. So mm-hmm. in reality, and then you know people know me for my one two. I have a mean left hand. And it's because I throw it with a mindset of breaking. It's already broken, so I'm about to throw it like I want to break it already. So. That's just, hey, I break it. Guess what? I get to go to the hospital and fix it. You feel me? <laughs> That's the mindset. Fair but, Fair enough. You know, hey, everything is covered. Let's go. Throw the hand. Like, you know, <laughs> but, it's but, like the worst business plan ever. No, no. It like, is. Yeah, I mean, like crash my truck. Into- <laughs> well, I'm already going to crash it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like that. Your mind's, you're already going to crash it. Now it's like, I'm going to crash it with the meaning of, I'm gonna get it a whole new truck with it. So that's like okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know. So because you know, like yeah, so that's like how it is. So I'm never ever like the ball it. So my mindset's already I'm gonna break my hand. Like it'll be the first thing coming out of my mouth. Like, hey, I'm already gonna like break, I'm gonna break my hand. And they'll look at me like, especially with my coach, because like how my mind frame like works, like you know, it'll be like, hey, it's championship rounds, you know, they you got an extra round in my head, it's like okay. And then he's like, yeah, you didn't even bat an eye because he already knows my mindset is I'm going to finish it in the first round or I'm going to aim to finish everything in the first round. So that's how I'm fighting. I'm taking every round like it's the first round. So with my hand, I already know I'm going to break it or I'm come close to breaking it. So I'm going to throw it like I mean it and we'll worry about it after. At least I know that I, I gave it all. And that's how I look at it. That's the that's future Andre's problem. Yes. <laughs> that's not mine right now. Yeah. like knuckle conditioning by chance or you just just uh apparently on people's faces yeah uh yeah it's some moments where you just you can prep it by hitting the bag you know like you know bear touch it because everything is it's like 100 technique off of it mm-hmm. and on top of that like me i'm my style is based off of speed no matter what like you know it's speed 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 so by me having my hands relaxed, because, you know, by having your hands, like, tense the majority of the time, you get tired, you build fatigue, and actually know it, your hands end up opening, and then you come down to that whole, hey, I'm tired mode. But hands are already open off on the situation, and so the time that you do throw, you end up balling at the last second. So now it kind of comes down as in me being fast enough to ball my fist at the last minute or or miss it. And if I miss it, bad shot, bad yeah. hand. Deal. But by conditioning it, 
you know, you're conditioning it off on the bag. You can do bare knuckle push-ups, you know, uh, you know, fist on the floor, lap, boom. Basically strong wrists, whatever the case is. Yeah. Why do you want to go back to the UFC? Why not go to the PFL fight for the million? I've just heard. Uh, truth be told, I would like to actually go there. But everybody, like right now, PFL, if I go over there, uh, they got to open up the 35 um, bracket. Like I know so that I'm like moving at 40. Oh, yeah. So they just they're starting to bring it out. But they're like they just introduced it on their last like one of their last fights because one of my boys ended up fighting on there. Uh, so at the time that was the, um, the bracket and they could have put me at 45, but it's one of those like my record at 45 is 50 ah, 50 because, you know, I'm going up and I'm fighting heavier guys and stuff like that. And then it's like you have to have a certain yes and no's at certain things like you know like time for wrestling like at pfl everybody at 45 from all wrestlers they're just going to basically hump leg the whole um whole, uh, situation and type of deal you know I'm taking that line that's brilliant you know? and then like you know i'm like 100 percent like that you know full exciting at 35 you're gonna get the full mixture so i gotta break it down to 35 so pfl i would like to jump over there but no, the bigger platform. Watch this show. That's why I was like, <laughs> actually watch the show. That's yeah, like. So, yes, he nice wants stuff. to go to the PFL. Like, you know, like watch this Yeah, take me, please. You know, like, yes, I'm opening up off on that one, like the PFL. Um, but I already know it, it kind of comes down to like certain managers you got to end up having. And I have, or at the time I had the good manager, but their mindset wasn't really on me. It was get me wherever they can get me. And like, I ended up going the boxing, the, the team combat league. Right. Can I, can I give you the best piece of advice I've ever heard? I work in film. I don't work in fighting, but I think it's just as true in your industry as it is in mine. The best manager, the best agent you can ever have. You go to the biggest agency and you get the guy that just started as an agent, the guy that come out the right. mail, he needs you to eat. So he like will that. get you working. You've got to get the guy that needs you to eat. You've got to be the most important client. If there's anyone bigger than you with your agent, you're not working. Like yeah. the people that call me nonstop, like, hey, can you put my guy in your reality show? Aren't the guys that have 30 big names. It's the young guy that needs his client working so he can pay his rent and eat. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones I get calls from constantly. And I put them in films. Like, it's it's I like what you ended up going because the person I'm with right now, his name is Nick uh, Air Media. You know, he has, he's running it. So he he's, like I said, he's very hungry. He's, he's from not even out, out here, like Britain or something over there. All right. Yeah, he flies out here. He's, like, really cool with the Ashley and stuff like that. Um, and actually, that's actually how I met him was through Ashley. Ashley was like, hey, I want you to meet somebody. I'm like, all right. Boom. Nick. Boom. All right. What's up, Nick? Boom. Boom. We kind of came cool. So anyway, so he's running it. So now, like I said, he's that hungry. Well, granted that he he's probably not on it, but he's going to definitely watch it. But I definitely want to jump on reality shows. So whoever's reality show, let me on. I just want, I'll be in the background doing okay, this. I got, I got a couple he, coming up. I'll give you a call. And he like, is in the area. Right. You're in the area. I have a, a, a reality show I'm doing in Temecula. So I'll right, call you like up on that. Absolutely. Right. We're at the end of our show, sir. Is there anything you want to give advice on anyone who's maybe aspiring to be a cage fighter or a competitive fighter themselves? Get a different job. <laughs> and, or, or to the fact is if, if this is what you want and this is literally the living that you're asking for, you got to go all in. 
you got to go all in. There's no half-stepping it. There's none of that, uh, A, I got a, a plan B, plan C. As long as your plan B is is plan A or your plan C is plan B, which yeah. is plan B to A, then that is the advice I'm going to end up giving you. Because you can half-step it, and you're going to end up always becoming that person that said, I should have, could have. And there's no time for that, you know. Uh, but if you're young, play with it. You have time before you ended up um, making that right choice. Because, look. I didn't end up thinking about MMA until I was 27 going on 28. You got to think about that. And don't get me wrong. I probably could have been like Bobby that fought for time. I could have fought a long time when he fought, but I was doing boxing. I was hearing that. I was trying to be a father. I was trying to enjoy what I could enjoy until someone said I wasn't good enough or but gave me the look of saying I wasn't good enough. And right. boom, 27 and I'm um, you know, I'm 35, turning 36 in like a couple weeks, actually. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Good. Early birthday. You're good. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Later. Okay. Tell everyone again where to find you. Just give them one social media. I want you guys following him on Insta. Instagram, day42. And spelled D-A-I-I-4-2. All right. I'm going to put up a link. I want you all to follow him. Make sure you watch him. Tweet the PFL. Poke the tweet PFL. I fucking hate saying tweet. X the PFL. It's X's. X you said fucking Whatever kisses they now. Whatever they want to call it now. <laughs> so X the PFL. Um, and tell them to come get him. Because we love Pick him. Thank you Violent so much for said. being on the show. We'd love to have you on again. If you're up for it, you are funny as hell. All right. Thank you. Until next time. Appreciate you guys. Next time, sir. Bye. Bye. He was amazing. He I was like amazing. him. And it was Yule. Thank you. Ewell, I, I thought you way too fucking Oh my god. Long. Oh my god. Well, don't way tell him. I got it. Long. It was it looked like Ewok. Your handwriting sucks. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. This has been Behind the Scenes with Summer Helene and Bear Fiorda. Only on Talk for Media. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.